Should ex-WWE stars regret going to AEW? We discuss it now in the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, there are plenty of former WWE stars in AEW. Some even say there's too many former WWE stars in AEW. So I ask you, do you think they should regret joining AEW? Regret to me is a really, really strong word because it's really on the one specific individual to decide based on their decision, was it the right decision for their career or the wrong decision for their career? Some people may go from WWE to AEW, find themselves in the exact same position but just be much happier because there's a better balance of work versus outside life, or it's not overly produced, or you don't have somebody handing you a script and you can have a little more creative freedom. Do I think that there are some people that will end up regretting their decision to, for going to AEW? Yes, I do. Do I think that there's some folks who I think the fans thought would have a bigger impact than they really end up, ended up having or will eventually end up having? I also think that's true as well. And do I think that AEW has too many people under contract with kind of which kind of muddies the waters and makes it a little bit harder for some of those, you know, ex WWE guys to stand out. I also think that's true as well. I think it's very uh, individualized. I think some people will find great success there. And I think some people are unfortunately not going to live up to the hype that they were kind of brought in upon. Questions like this are brought on because of a narrative by Twitter and by Reddit and by Facebook and anywhere on social media where if a guy loses or if he loses a feud or whatever, or he's not, you know, winning titles instantly, he's, he's buried, you know, one loss. Oh, this guy's buried. Yep. You know, we've seen recently, you know, because Andrade lost the feud to Darby Allen and lost the coffin match. Oh, he's buried. Why? Let's, let's not forget Andrade for a long time was doing nothing in WWE. Now is he, a world champion contender in AEW like people think he should be? No, but he's still in a better position in AEW than he was in WWE because he's actually being featured and having matches on AEW, whereas in WWE, yes, he was a former U.S. champion. He had a little bit of like a few like minor pushes, but he wasn't on every week. There were times where like he'd go months and months without being on TV. Same goes with Malachi Black. He has the House of Black now. He had that feud with Cody Rhodes, who at the time you could say was the face of AEW. How many months did he spend in WWE where he just was not being used at all because they had nothing for him? Sure. Then they finally have something for him. They start a feud with Big E, and the next like day, he's let go. So I think this is a very interesting question to ask, but... I've seen this brought up so many times on the internet that I thought it had to be addressed, but ex WWE guys regretting going to AEW. I think no one, because a lot of these guys that are ex WWE guys are ex WWE guys because they were released. So if they regret going to AEW, what does that mean? They regret having a job. No, I, I think it's a, it's a combination of a couple of things for starters. And I say this all the time, if you are signed to either AEW or WWE, you're either extremely talented in the ring or you're just an extremely intriguing character, meaning your character work, your mic work, all that type of stuff. You don't get to the uh, upper echelon of pro wrestling in the United States unless you're talented. And, and it doesn't stop there. I mean, if you can, if you're working in NWA, Impact, any of those promotions, you're pretty damn talented. How you separate yourself and how the company positions you and presents you has a lot to do with it as well. 
I think that some people, whether it was because they joined the company at the start of the the formation of AEW or because of, I'll come out and say it, overselling at the beginning, like because it was Tony Khan who presented them as, as a major star and just seeing people not necessarily living up to the hype that they were presented as has a lot to do with it as well. I'll give you a couple of examples. Keith Lee's a guy that I think a lot of people are going to look to and say he's so does it, his size, his agility, what he's able to do for his size, his ability to talk on the mic. He came out in AEW as how is this presented? The next big, th- a major star. However, they a, announced he it. was a huge announcement. He was one of those huge announcements that Tony Khan always hypes up once in a while. Is all lost with Keith Lee? No, absolutely not. Not all is not lost with Keith Lee. But I don't think it does him any favors to present him as this major star and major announcement, have him come out, have a major debut, have him wrestle like four straight weeks on Rampage. And then the first time he's seen on Dynamite in those four or five weeks since his debut, I think he lost. I think he got pinned he got in a pinned. tag match by, by Hobbs. Granted, there was outside interference, but for your number one show, Dynamite, where a majority of your fan base is tuning in for that one specific show... The second time that they're ever seeing uh, Keith Lee on that show, he's getting pinned. I don't think that's a good look. So that's a fault of Tony Khan and the AW machine behind him for not positioning correctly. Maybe the bigger, most egregious example, Christian. Very unfortunate to see kind of what's happening with him. I know that he's had some good shining moments. He's had some really good matches. Adam Cole, he beat Kenny Omega for the Impact title. All of those are great accolades. But you literally had the guy come out presented as this big, big star that was going to be a difference maker or however he presented it. And then you had Christian Cage come out and cut a promo talking about how he was going to outwork everybody. He's essentially a manager right now. Is he going to regret his decision? Will Keith Lee regret his decision? I doubt it. And all's not lost with them. But at the same time, when you have Tony Khan coming out and saying, and we've talked about this before, these big stars, these mega stars, and then they're just kind of afterthoughts almost for a little bit of time. That's not a good thing in my mind. Right. I agree with you, at least on Christian, you know, he's been there for a year since the, you know, mega star signing that Tony Khan hyped him up to be. And he had some moments like you mentioned, but he has not been booked as the mega star. Like you're signing partially because a, they eventually got CM Punk. They eventually got Daniel Bryan. They eventually got Adam Cole. So he kind of gets trickled down, but Christian, might be one of those individual cases where, you know what? WWE had something for him. Now he might not be able to do that because he's an AEW. And by the time that contract's out, maybe he's retiring. And now you lose that Edge and Christian reunion. You also got someone like Jeff Hardy who just, you know, I forgot all about him. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff Hardy was released by WWE, got this big pop, you know, return, whatever. And he's having matches with his brother again and having a Hardy's reunion. Now, is it featured every week on Dynamite? No, but he's like, listen, I get to tag with my brother one last run. I'm totally fine with that. Eventually, I'm going to have a tag match with the Bucks. Eventually, I'm going to have a tag match with FTR and all these other guys. Most of the guys that were released and eventually signed with AEW, I don't think they, quote unquote, regret it, even if they're not booked as strong as fans would like them to be. Or the critics of AEW are like, look, they're just booking them in the same spot that they were in in WWE or even less. The ones that might quote unquote regret it are those ones where they might've had a choice to go to WWE or they let their contract run out or whatever. And they're not at that 
level that maybe they could have been if they stayed at WWE or went to WWE. As obscure as the ranking system is in AEW, it's very obvious there are top guys. And I just think that there are some guys that, you know, whenever somebody debuts, whether it's, you know, the lights going out and the lights coming back on, oh my God, he's in the ring or Tony Khan's huge announcement. However, they're presented, they're brought out with the intent for the shock value. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. that, that, that luster kind of wears off a little bit and it's kind of like, well, where'd this guy go? I thought he was supposed to be somebody we're supposed to care about. I think we just have to accept the fact that some of those guys will never participate in the upper echelon, the Moxley's, the Daniel Bryan's, the Adam Cole's, the Kenny Omega's, uh, the hangman pages. Some of those guys just will not ever get to that certain level. You know, I think that the fan base for everyone that goes over from WWE to AEW, especially if there's somebody who had a little bit of success on the indie scene, they expect these pushes or for them to automatically just go straight to the top. And it just, for some of them, I don't know if it will ever happen. You know, I guess some examples of that, Sean Spears. I mean, I like Sean Spears. I love what he's doing right now. But at the same time, I think a lot of people thought he was somebody that was going to be like a major player in AEW. And because the way he was presented originally and that storyline he had with Cody, you thought like, oh man, he's going to be like a big top heel. And you know, all this wasted potential that he had in WWE. He's finally going to get pushed. And then he loses to Cody and and back to where he was. But not only that, well, I would say back to where he was because well, he's a no, good, because at least he's on, at least he's on TV week in and week out. Is he in matches all the time? No, but he's got a definitive character with yeah. the chairman. He's doing stuff at least character wise week in and week out with the pinnacle. I think he, although some might say they're wasting him, he might be like, no, I'm on TV every week. Yeah. How am I being wasted? Because I'm not winning every week? No. I think Angel Garza recently said something about this. I want to say like two or three weeks ago where like fans are going to be critical no matter what. You know, a guy loses. Oh, they're buried. This yeah. guy's not being positioned correctly because they changed it. Or even with Walter. Oh, they changed my name to Gunther. And he's like, if my name was originally Gunther and they changed it to Walter, they still throw their arms up. <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. People, people are just going to complain and criticize just because it's better to complain and criticize. And you know what? I'll admit it. We do the same thing. We don't like everything. We do criticize certain things. We're going to complain about certain things, but I try to at least try to be unbiased and as close to not make it a, you know, well, these guys suck. This guy's better. They're going to be better here. They're going to be better there kind of thing where it's like, you know what? This is just where they are. And some people might just be better off where they are. You're trying to refer to what's something called uh, informed critiques. You're trying to yes. make an informed uh, critique of what you're seeing. Uh, Correct. And yeah, and I think that's what we try to do on the show. And I think that just like, I think there is an internal bias in some of the fans for some, but for, to want to see, somebody succeeds so bad because they came from WWE and my God, you let this person go and they're so talented and maybe they are. But I just think that for some people to go beyond that mid card or just to kind of get into that upper echelon of AEW, your MJFs, your CM Punks, all those types of guys. I mean, you really got to prove quite a bit. And I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes people, once they go and debut in AEW, there's the expectation that everybody's going to get there. It's worth Strickland. You know, he had a lot of success on the indie scene. A lot of people talk about how talented he is. 
I haven't seen anything yet in AEW that makes me think he's going to be a guy that's going to be like a major player or a main eventer just yet. Might get to that point. Don't know. Tony right. Nese. Uh, Malachi Black. What, I mean, yeah, he's got his little gang there in his posse, but Buddy Matthews, another guy in that group. Like the expectation, I think, every time somebody goes from WWE to AEW is how much wasted talent, my God, this guy's going to be shot to the moon. And I think the expectation is just set far too high. And if anything, I don't think it's the wrestlers who are going to have any regrets. I think it's the fans who are going to be disappointed when some of those guys don't reach uh, that level of success that they think they're capable of. Like the way it's kind of wording, it's like, we're not trying to say these guys are not main eventers or they're not as good as people make them out to be, or they're overrated or whatever. But I just think for a baseball team, for example, not everyone could be the cleanup hitter. Not everyone could be the leadoff hitter. Not everyone could be the ace. Not everyone could be the closer. But there's different roles for every player on the team that's beneficial no matter what. And if, you know, Sean Spears is on TV every weekend and week out to help push the storyline of Wardlow and MJF, and he's being featured, he doesn't mind that. I think he is like, look, I'm on TV every week. I'm okay with that. I don't have to win every match. I don't have to be world champion. Oh, it would be cool if it does. But I think also that mentality that Stone Cold Steve Austin had, where if you don't want to be the top champion, you're not, you're in the wrong business kind of mentality. I think some fans have where if this guy's not the world champion, he's buried. Like yeah. you, you either have to be the world champion or you're just floundering. And I think that is a poor approach to watching pro wrestling. How many champions do you think a uh, heavyweight champions that you think AEW is going to have each year, two or three, maybe three. Not the high even. End. One. I mean, you look at, I mean, Omega almost had it for an entire year. Yep. Moxley almost had it for an entire year. Jericho had it for 200 plus days. Yep. Hangman's had it for, I think close to 200 days now. So, so when it, you look at, when you look at the, the top tier in AEW, you got Hangman, who's the champion right now. Mm -hmm. Let's say, I don't know, potential next three champions. We'll say MJF could be anybody. Uh, Moxley, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. There's four. Four guys that could legitimately be champion within the next year. Do you think any of those guys we just talked about who, you know, I think a lot of fans felt like, oh, this is the next big thing, whatever. You think any of them are touching the belt before any of those guys as far as like Tony Nese, uh, Swerve Strickland, um, Ma Malachi Black. I don't think so, man. Uh, I don't see it. Unless lightning struck, uh, is caught in a bottle with those guys or whatever the phrase is. No. The only one I see is Keith Lee. Maybe, maybe, but maybe, maybe, but even then, like he's not being presented right now to right. where this is a future uh, AEW world champion, but that doesn't mean he's regretting sure. joining AEW sure. because let's not forget. It's a marathon, not a race, as someone once said during the Wednesday Night War. So we got to take this, the booking of wrestlers, too, that way. I've said this on Twitter all the time. I say this on the show all the time. One loss does not mean someone's buried. Like, maybe it's my me being naive, but <sighs> there's not many wrestlers out there that are, quote-unquote, buried. Two guys that came out of WrestleMania looking better than almost anybody right now. To the point lost. where they're at loss. Yeah. Ke Kevin Owens lost to Steve Austin, a guy that's what, like 50 some odd years old. First time he wrestled in however many years. 
He mm-hmm. has been one of the best things on Monday Night Raw since WrestleMania, before WrestleMania going into it. Sami Zayn, character development, everything else. Those two guys, in my mind, after WrestleMania... And Sami Zayn lost to freaking Johnny Knoxville. But in that loss to Johnny Knoxville, he was able to show so much creativity and to show so much depth in what he's able to do in his character mm-hmm. and everything else that those guys came out of WrestleMania probably looking better in losses than going into WrestleMania. So, right. you know, it's it's all about the guy, the character, how they carry themselves, the booking, the storylines, all of that stuff kind of rolled into one. It's not like one loss defines, okay, this guy sucks. I understand it's a competition and a predetermined competition per se, but I think we focus way too much on wins and losses. But, you know, let us know what you guys think should former WWE superstars that went to AEW regret their decision to join in the comments below. Don't forget to share us over social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, SCPB Podcast. Subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Cycle Babble.